I'll tell you, just amazing, just amazing. All right, so I got that under control. Then, uh, Suzette, did you want to share something? So today I want to talk about how to release a blessing. How to release a blessing. So easy. So you've heard this, and, and I've said this one before, and I'm not even sure he said this. Well, you know how it is. They attribute things and they do research, but they really don't find out that he maybe said this, but people say it. And because they say it and attribute it to him, they give it weight. And he said, supposedly said, preach the gospel at all times. And if necessary, use words. And so what the whole gist behind that is people who say, I'm just going to live my life. And if I live my life, a Christian life, before people, they're going to see that. And that's my witness. That's my testimony. I'm living right. I'm living properly. I'm doing the things that God wants. And so because of that, then that, that's a good enough witness. And you know why I don't really truly believe that this is from Francis of Assisi is because you, you don't even, this guy, the Bible says preach the gospel to all creation. You know what he would do? He would go out and preach to birds. He says, preach to all creation, so he'd be out there and just preach. He'd preach out in the fields, he'd preach, as, you know, because they have to walk everywhere. He'd just preach. I don't know, because he said, to all creation. Not just people, all creation. And so he did that. But you know, this. what's so interesting, you know, I, I get what people are saying when they're doing this, but I've been teaching, one of the classes that I teach and. It's kind of funny that I do it. I'm not a major evangelist or anything, but I teach this this course called Mission and Evangelism. And so it deals with reaching out. And the reason they asked me to do it is because I've been on a lot of different mission trips and stuff. You guys know I've been on at least 10. I can't remember, 10 or 11. And so going out and doing ministry and stuff like that, and so they they said, well, okay, well, let's have you teach this course. And, you know, I'm not the, the greatest on evangelism, but guess what? I don't have to be an evangelist. Paul told Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Doesn't mean he was one. But he said, just do the work of it, which means just talking to people. And so, you thought about this, uh, you remember how we've been talking about how God's been showing himself to the Muslims? You know, he just comes and there's a vision of him. But you know, he never leaves it at that. Almost every testimony I ever hear of a person having a visitation by Jesus is he tells them to go somewhere. He tells them to go to a person so that they can tell them who he is. See, even Jesus doesn't preach the gospel, Right? <laughs> He just shows up, and they go, wow, and he goes, go here. And it's usually a pastor, or it's usually someone who 
knows Jesus and can share Christ with him. So they come up and said, I had this vision of this man in white. Who in the world is he? What is he? It's so awesome. Because in the presence of Jesus, you know, they're, they're calling out and, and, you know, he's showing himself to those who have a heart. And so what happens, he wants them to hear. So when you look at this word, the gospel, oh, by the way, I wanted to say this too because we do this in Christianity all the time. It drives me nuts. We pick one. Well, it does. We, we, we go, okay, gifts of the Spirit or fruit of the Spirit. And then you have this whole huge camp. I'd rather have the fruit of the Spirit than the gifts of the Spirit because some of those gifts of the Spirit people, they're just so un, they're out of control and they're crazy and they're nuts. I want to have the character of Jesus. And then these guys go, woohoo! I want the gifts. I want the gifts. Yeah! You know, let's do this. Let's do that. And God, move. Do this. Do that. And sometimes their lives are a wreck. But why don't we just say, you know what? God wants us to have the fruit and the gifts in the same package. Instead of picking against the Word of God, picking one side against the Word of God. This is the Word of God. The gifts are from God. The fruit is from God. So why not have both? And I was thinking about this and this, this idea of preach the gospel with your life. Yeah, we need to do that. We need to live what we're talking, but we also need to speak what we're talking. And why is that? Because the word gospel, just that simple word gospel, the good news, right? If you like Greek, it's euangelion. Fancy, huh? But it means an announcement You can't preach the gospel without saying something. Because the person can look at you and say, boy, they're the nicest person I've ever met. They do so much for people. How can they be so just unconsumed with themselves and give of themselves so freely? Wow, they must be super awesome. Well, that doesn't point to Jesus at all. We can have all the good works we want, but we also need to do the declaration that the reason I'm doing this is because of Jesus. The reason I'm the way I am is because of Jesus and proclaim the good news. And so here's, here's what this actually means. The, the very first concept of the idea of this gospel was a, an announcement of victory. And so like when a general would win a war or something, they would come in and they would spread the good news. They won, right? <laughs> Wahoo! They didn't do it when they lost. It had to be a victory. They spoke the good news. And then it came to, to have the added concept of joy because you're rejoicing because the battle's been won, the victory's been accomplished. And so the gospel is an announcement of the victory that Jesus Christ won that brings great joy. But it has to be an announcement. So let's not separate that off and let's not use that. I teach this course and every single time I teach it, I have people that use this quote because they don't want to tell people about Jesus. I don't believe I have to say anything to anyone. I can just live my life. And then if they ask me, then that's okay. But that's not what the gospel is. He says he, he said go and preach the gospel. He didn't say just go and walk around. You know, I, I thought about this, you know, with that movie I was telling you about. So 
the guy goes to work or whatever, he goes home and he's, hey, how are you? And everyone can see his happiness, but they have no idea. So let's say I come to Christ and I walk in here and I just go, What, what does that do? Nothing. <laughs> you go, what's wrong with you? Well, you know what? There has to be an announcement. It has to be a declaration. And so, well, what are you talking about all this stuff for? Because we're talking about how to release a blessing. And uh, so what we've done is we've looked at, we've had four sermons so far that I've done on this series of blessings, which is really interesting because I thought, Maybe I'll do, I could do one or something. But we talked about what is a blessing. And in that, I talked about all blessings start with God and that blessings are spoken. Blessings aren't something we think about a person. Blessings aren't something we contemplate. They're something that we speak. We release something. And blessings aren't just our blessings. It's what it is, is a blessing is speaking God's intentions to others. So when we bless, we speak forth what God wants for a person's life, and we speak forth. And there's some general things we know about everyone. God wants certain things in their lives. But blessings are also a conduit of God's grace. They, they, they allow God to begin to move because we release a blessing. And then we looked at blessings always release increase. We might not see it initially, but when we release blessings upon people, there's something that God's at work. And you know how it is. You know, we, we've heard this illustration over and over again, but you plant something in the ground, you plant a seed in the ground, and you look and there's a hunk of dirt. There's nothing there. And you water it and you do what you're supposed to do. Nothing there. Nothing, 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 nothing. You know, depending on how many days it takes to, to, to go ahead and pop through the ground, it, it can be a long time. They say bamboo is just like a little thing for forever, and all of a sudden it just because it's going down in its roots, and all of a sudden it just goes, and just shoots up in, in like a day or two, just to massive heights. It's because something's going on under the ground. We can't see it. A lot of times what we, we can do is we do something and we release blessings, but we see nothing, and God's actually at work. And so we have to believe that when we release blessings that God's beginning to do a work. Then we looked at the anatomy of a blessing, right? We looked at how God was the one who initiated the blessings. It's his idea. Remember, he came to Aaron through Moses you know, God spoke through Moses to Aaron and said, this is what you're going to do. I want you to bless my people every single day at the, at the evening sacrifice. Every day I want you to say this. And he talked about the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you. So you remember that one. So here's what he said, the Lord bless you. Of course, that means may God's blessings come on you. And they're, they're manifold, they're huge. We'll see that in a second. 
But then he said, the Lord keep you, which means exercising great care of. He's asking God to care for the people, to care for them and watch over them. It says, the Lord make his face shine on you, which talks about his presence. His face shining is the presence of God. His face shining upon us speaks of his nearness and his closeness. May the Lord be gracious to you, talks about his kindness, his compassion, and his benefice. I love that word. That's a great word. Benefits, the many benefits we have that come from him and his graciousness of giving. And it says, the Lord lift up his countenance on you, which means looking at you and smiling. That's the concept behind the word. May his countenance, uh, lift up his countenance on you with a good, you know, good thing happening. And then he says, Lord, give you peace which means wholeness in every area of your life. And so this blessing, this is what God wanted to do, and he spoke that forth every day as long as the children, as long as the priests were obedient and the sacrifices were continuing. Then we talked about the incredible extent of God's blessing, and this this is a short one. It's prosperity. You know, some people... You know, the the get-rich-quick gospel that some people just slam. But you know what? This is what God says. He says, I'll prosper you in the city. I'll prosper you in the, in, in the country. He says, I'll, I'll, make, I'll, I'll make your barns full. I'll make your animals, you know, have healthy births. I'll do all these things. I'm going to prosper you. You'll have tons of things um, as far as prosperity goes. If, if you just continue to follow me and do things my way. Not that we're going to be billionaires and all that stuff. You know, you don't need billions to prosper, do you? You know, you need more than a nickel probably, but I think I prosper pretty good. I'm not rich, so. But God's been good. His protection and watching over and keeping, again, there's that idea of protection, our spiritual well-being and uh, prominence. And then we talked about, I'm not going to talk about prominence because I'm going to do it in this next one because we we did that kind of back to back. And we talked about blessed to be a blessing. And in this idea of blessings, blessings are received through obedience. We can't just do sin against God and expect to be blessed with the blessings that he has. They come through obedience, through walking out his word and walking in faith with him. And that's where these blessings come from and that God's heart is to bless you. He wants to bless you and he has specific plans to bless you. Every single one of us he's got a different unique plan for because he's created us uniquely who we are and he has a purpose for every single one of us and these blessings he wants us to to receive. God wants to make you great. I said that. He does. It just says it in the word. We we looked at that God wants to make you great. He wants to make you great. And the reason he makes you great is the next thing. God wants your life to bless many people around you. God wants people to look at your life. He wants to expand you in their sights. It's not mean you're going to be, you know, maybe world known. You might, might not even be known outside of this city. But he wants you to be known. He wants you prominent with other people so that they are drawn to you and that you bless people and that God will expand your blessings from now to eternity. So those are the things that we looked at, and I, I'm excited about that blessing stuff because 
I, I never really paid attention to it so much, you know, because I think what happens is we think blessings are a formal thing that you do in a formal setting and you do it, you know, like at the end of a church service. That's how many churches do it. They'll just say that blessing. They'll say, may the Lord keep you. And they'll, they'll go and say that as the people leave because they're saying, well, this is a blessing that God gave, so we'll do it in a church service. He's never asked us to do that, but that's okay to do. But um, we, we can think it's formal. And I just want to say this, blessings don't have to be formal. They really don't have to be formal because we can bless at any time. We can bless any time that we, we really want to. All it does is it takes a change of mind and a change of vocabulary. You're going, huh? I'll tell you exactly what I'm saying. It just takes a change of mind. Let's talk about the change of mind. So we can actually bless people with the words we speak, right? Because blessings are spoken. So we can do that. And blessings are more than encouragement. Encouragement is me coming alongside someone saying, oh, you're doing good, great, keep on going, keep pressing in, keep doing this. And uh, so... And that comes out of a gift that the Lord's given a person. You know, like exhorters, they exhort and they do those things. But a blessing is more than that because, remember, a blessing invokes God's presence into the situation. So it's more than just encouraging someone. When you bless someone, you're asking God's help in that area of the blessing that you're speaking. You're asking him to do it. Because if you remember what that word invoke means, when we invoke God's name, it means to petition for help or support. So, so when we go, may God bless you, I'm going, God, I'm asking you to come and do something in this person's life. That's what we're doing. We're asking God for help on behalf of another person, but we're doing it right in front of them. <laughs> and we might, they might not even know what a blessing means. <laughs> so they don't know what? You're asking God? So, it just takes a, a change of mindset for us to just begin to shift our thinking of, of being a person who blesses people. I'm going to show us how to do this and give us a few examples here, but it takes a change of vocabulary. It takes a simple change of vocabulary. We change our mind. We say, okay, I want to bless people with my words. So in doing that and releasing God's blessing, then I have to change my vocabulary. All right, so the reason is that we have to invoke God's presence, right? So the easiest way to do it is just add may God in front of what you're doing. So that's what he did. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you, right? So may God or may the Lord do this in your life. That's the easiest way to do it. We just add those two words, may God, and we turn it from just an encouragement into something that, that asks God to come and move in a person's life. So that word brings God into the picture. Now, I'm going to give you just a real easy example of, of uh, someone who does this. I don't know if you, ever, if you guys ever talked to Fred, like that guy in the back. Fred, yeah, him. I just want to show you so that you can see he does this all the time. I don't even if he know if he knows he does this. But every single time I talk to him on the phone, a lot of times when we're, we're going to leave, 
uh, you know, we say goodbye to each other, and then he says, God bless you. And he says it all the time. All right, have a great day. God bless you. That's all he says. God bless you. But it's a blessing. It is a blessing. It's an encouragement. And so, Fred, you encourage me when you do that. So just letting you know and letting everyone else know, too. So there's not too many, so you don't have to turn too red. Uh, just half just half red because there's not a big crowd here. If there's a big crowd, you'd have to be full red. But but that's what you do almost every single time you say that. God bless you. And it, and you're asking for for God to release whatever he wants, you know. But when we become more specific, then that even does good things also. So it, it doesn't matter how we do it. There's this release of a blessing. So God bless you is easy to say, but it releases him to do something. All right, I'm going to give you four quick examples, right? Just these are so easy and so simple. I'm going to show you how easy this is. It's just so easy, but it takes a shift of mind because we're not used to doing it. If Well, maybe some of you are. All right, so I was just thinking this. If someone's a blessing to you, just tell them. And then you can bless them. Because there's people who encourage you. There's people who speak into your life. There's people that are there for you that you can speak to. And I was just thinking like this. Let's say I just decided to call Bob up, whoever Bob is. You know, you always have to use this not real name person um, when you do illustrations sometimes. So, hey, Bob, just wanted to call you to tell you what a blessing you are to me. I so appreciate how you always have encouraging words to say to me and make me feel like I'm special and able to do what God's called me to do. And of course, what does Bob say? Thanks, it's no big deal, right? Because that's what we always generally do. And so then I could say this, it makes a big difference in my life May God give you more and more opportunities to bless others as you have blessed me. That's a blessing. May God give you opportunities to bless others like you've been a blessing to me. Simple to say, easy. But it releases something of the Spirit of God. That's why he wants us to bless and not curse. Doesn't it say that? He wants us to bless so, how about this one? When you catch someone doing something right, that's a good one. Because <laughs> usually we interject things when we catch something doing some, someone doing something right. But let's say we catch somebody doing, doing something right. And I was just thinking of, of a simple one. Is uh, I think Josh talked about it last week, picking up a piece of paper. Because we listened to a sermon when we were driving because it went to the internet. It was really cool. And uh, so we listened to this. And, and so it's, it's easy. I could just say, you know what? Thank you for, for picking up the trash. And then how can you bless them then out of that? You could say, may God open your eyes for more ways to make a difference or to be helpful, or whatever. You, you, know, you, you use your words, obviously, but it's just may God help you be a blessing more and more, help you do these things. How about when you leave someone's home? 
I don't know those guys who are uh, on Wednesday evenings, every one, almost every Wednesday evening, just like Fred just says, God bless you when we leave or, or when he ha- does a phone call. Do you ever hear Gail? Every time she goes out the doors, may God bless this house, bless those in this house, bring peace on this house. She's always just saying that as she's going out the door. We can bring blessings on this house. And she, off she goes. So, I mean, so when you leave someone's house, you know, it's kind of interesting when Jesus told the guys to go out and, and uh, preach the gospel. He says, when you enter a house, let your peace go there, and if they're worthy of it, it'll stay. If not, it'll return to you. But I'm just thinking, you know, you can say, man, you know, just thanks for, for providing your home. May God, may God bless this house and make it a house of peace or something, you know. See, we prayed that over our home for ever since we got it, I think, that this would be a place of peace. And you cannot believe people come in, and generally when they're people who come in for the first time, we don't say anything, we don't say a word, but they come in and go, wow, it's really peaceful here. Yeah, we had someone that was in our house the, about a month ago maybe, or maybe a little more, walked in and the first thing they just said, wow, this is such a peaceful neighborhood. Well, the neighborhood's a little crazy sometimes, but they walked in and felt the presence of God because we've asked God, we've invited his presence, we've dedicated our home to his service and for what he has. And so people recognize that and note it. And so we could just say, you know, may God bless this house. <laughs> Have you ever watched The Quiet Quiet Man? You remember The Quiet Man? You remember when, when the sister, you know, the brother got beat up and all that stuff and he came into the house and, and she goes, Watch your feet! He goes, make up this all who are in this house. And he just, because he got beat up. Do you remember that? It's just hilarious. So he's even speaking about, make up this all who's in this house. And he was just, oh, it's, you have to watch the movie just for that even. I don't know. But I just remembered that right now as I was speaking this, because that's what's going on. And then I was just thinking about this too. To release a blessing when you sense something of the purpose of God in a person's life because just like I was talking about all of us are unique all of us are created by God all of us are are different and placed within the body as he desires so that means we're going to have different gifts and talents we're going to have different ways that we can uh, show forth the glory of God it's multi-dimensional and that's why he has all of us to come together as a body because we need fingers and hands and arms and elbows and necks and mouths and ears and noses and etc. We need all those things. And, you know, don't worry about what part of your body it is because it's important. You know, it really is important. So if you sense someone's, someone's uh, purpose, so... So then let's say, let's say uh, I sense there's God's blessing on a person to teach or something, you know, because he showed me. I believe the Lord showed me this. I could just walk up and, and encourage a person with that, and then I could just ask this. May God give you a deep understanding of his word and many opportunity to share it with others. That's a blessing. 
That's asking God to move, to open doors for them, to make opportunities for them. And so you see how easy it is? It's just super easy. Super, super easy. But you've got to change your mind. I do. I'm just talking to me a lot because I've got to change my brain because I'm not used to saying it that way. I say things a certain way, you know. And so I want to do this. Now, I want to say this too. Since some of the things that the Lord has been talking about, I had this prepared even before we were, we were Suzette talked about her stuff that when, when she shared. I just want to give you some super quick examples of things that have happened just even in the past week. We've had this happen before because we do this. Every once in a while, we'll, we'll just say, like, uh, let's say when the, when the, like the waiter or waitress comes and we know our food's going to be coming, we'll say something like this. And you have to look if they're super busy. Uh, we'll say something like this. You know, we're going we're gonna to be praying for our food here in a moment. Is there anything we can pray for you? you can, we can even say, you know, I'm a Christian or I'm a believer in Christ and, and we're just going to pray for our food. Is there anything I can pray for you? And you know what? Sometimes people will just be wide open and sometimes they'll close you down. Well, if they close you down, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, you can still pray for them. <laughs> they can't stop you from praying. But you just won't be able to pray for something they, they probably could make you aware of. I'm going to give you some real quick examples. So, so here we went. We were, uh, we were sitting in a, in a restaurant. And again, the Lord showed Suzette something. And uh, this guy walks up and she goes, Do you like to sing? Now, some of you heard this Wednesday, but I'm going to give it a quick version. Do you like to sing? Yeah, I used to, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. But by the end of the time, he was so encouraged. He was a believer, but he had quit singing. And Suzette says, God loves your voice, and God wants to hear it. And so he was super encouraged, and he thanked us for coming in and thanked us for talking to him and, and encouraging him. And so then we went out in the park, and we were going to we talk to some the homeless folks out there and we just ran into this guy's really nicely dressed and he's standing in the middle of the park and we're just walking up and so he starts talking to us well I'm, i just wonder you know uh isn't there a concert here well no and then one of the guys that was with us because we went out with another couple he said can can we just pray for you and so he prayed for him and then suzette said hey do you have a dream and he just, what? Yes. And he just, <laughs> he just lit up. And, and so then we talked to him for a little bit and prayed for him again for this dream and stuff. And then he goes, man, this is great. I came here for a concert, but I got this. This is even better. You know, and he was just happy and really doing well. And then we talked to a guy for probably 30 to 40 minutes. His name was Jojo, a homeless guy and encouraged him to get back to his family because he'd been separated for so many years and he'd been living for years, just living for years in little tents and things like that. And he said he hated how the rats came on him at night and all that kind of stuff. And we said, you know, 
Make a choice, man. Make a choice to go back to your family. Make a phone call. Make the phone call. Do it. And I encouraged him to do that multiple different times. And so he was blessed. And then we had another waiter, and he was, we just said, we're going to pray. And he goes, yeah. And then, and then we go, okay, we're going to pray. And then I said, well, do you, do you have time? Because, you know, he's waiting on tables. You can't just say, just quit working. And he, he goes, no, I, I got to go. And I said, okay, that's great. Whew, and he ran off. But then he came back later, and he goes, I'm ready. And, and, and then he put his hands out. He goes, I'm ready. Put his hands out. And we held, all held hands because we had that same couple that we went to the park with. And held hands, and we were able to pray for him, and he was blessed and encouraged by that. And here's the, here's the, the whole interesting part. We, he was going to school. He wanted to pray for his schooling and for what happened afterwards. And so, so we were able to do that with him there and then we were at the the airport on the way home and we talked to one lady anything we can pray for pray for and she just goes blah 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 and then walked away and so said okay fine because some people are going to be ready some people are not and some people are going to say no which is okay does that hurt you hey can we pray for you no Oh, no. You know, are we devastated, going to go home and cry because someone said we can't pray for them? You know what? We make things so scary. We don't need to make them scary. Because here's, here's what I, I want us to see. Suzette, for example, at the, at the worship thing, the Lord shows her another thing to say, and she says it, and it touches that couple's lives. We don't know what's going on. So let's go to the Scripture, Josh. There's a scripture here that I want to say because sometimes we think that we have to preach the full-blown gospel to every single person we talk to. But I want you to know this, that this is so important. Here's Paul speaking to the Corinthians, and he says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but God who causes the growth. Now, he who plants and he who waters are one, but each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. And so what I want us to to get is that there's more people in this world than us. And sometimes what we're doing is we're planting something in a person's heart. We're planting something that will move them closer to God, make the next step towards him. So, for example, this guy that when they're, they're struggling, he doesn't know the Lord, and the Lord comes up and says, this happened when you were nine years old. And, you know, like, wow, how did you know that? It's always so funny because Suzette didn't know that. Of course, she didn't know the guy. How could she ever even know what happened to him when he was 8 through 10? How? God showed him. And so the simple thing is, is that we can say, see, God loves you so much that he's saying he knows you and he knows what's gone on in your heart. He knows what's happened in your life. And he's seeking after you and he's calling you to himself. And so we can do something like that. Does that mean they're going to accept Christ? Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe it's just a planting. And then the next person that speaks will plant something else. And the next person that speaks will be able to bring forth 
the fruit and the increase. But the increase is God's. He works it. We speak what he speaks, and then we have to be satisfied with what goes on because he's bringing the growth and the increase. So I just want to encourage us, not just you, but us, which is me also, just take those steps. Can I pray for you? No. Okay, thank you. Don't worry about it. Can I pray for you? Yes. See, I used to, when I worked at the Christian bookshelf, I just, I went after everybody who walked in because I just started talking about the Lord because they're in the Christian bookshelf, right? So I just, not everybody, but you know, if they started asking about this or that, and I'd go, oh, and I'd start telling them stuff about the Lord. And you could sense instantly. Some people were like hard as a rock. And so then what I did is I just went, and I stopped, and I just helped them and did their stuff. Those who came in and I talked, and you could sense everything I'm talking about the Lord. is They're sucking it in. You can sense it, right? You know what I'm talking about, if a person's open or closed. And so when they're open, I just would keep talking as much as I could while I'm working, you know, because I'm at work. But I would just talk. That's all we're asking. Just be available. And so one person will say no, and the other person will say, well, maybe, I'm not too comfortable. And then the other person will say, please, pray for me. I got this going on. And then that way, we just open a door. Just like, just like releasing a blessing opens the door, just asking a simple thing. Hi, you know, I'm a believer. We're going to pray over a meal. Can I pray for you? Or, or just something like that. It's just that easy. And if they say no, then... You can still talk to them, but you don't have to press them. Lord will show you. So, Lord, we just thank you for your kindness and just ask your blessing upon this sermon. I'm going to show you two things, and we're going to pray for John. We're going to go ahead and flip this thing to the next slide, if you will. If you ever want to listen to a sermon, all you have to do is go right here to faithlife.com slash newlifegf. And it'll even show you the slides. That's what's really cool. So you can watch it on video or you can listen to it as an audio. But that's available. And then the next thing I want to talk about, I don't talk about this too much, but experiencing his victory. I've been doing this website for two years. I have right now, I think, I think Wednesday I'm going to put out number 103. 103 great big long posts that I put on and 103 speak I I read every single one of them because people like to listen sometimes more than they like to read and so on experiencing his victory you can go on there and there's stuff on there that talks about you know like uh, I did a whole series massive series on for the first year on on uh Seven Invisible Barriers to Spiritual Growth. And I deal with things like curses and I deal with things like family baggage. You know, generational things. I deal with wounds that we have in our heart and life that stop us, that are invisible barriers. Unforgiveness that stops us from moving in the things that God really wants. Stuff like that. And then there's also this... um, There's also uh, a whole series on eight steps to experiencing his victory. 
And I've been doing that the second year, and I have probably, I can't even remember how many posts on that right now. But it deals with things that if we get them right in our lives, if we understand them, it'll help us to grow and increase and experience the victory that Jesus has. And so I just wanted to let you know about that. Um, There's also a thing we call the Experiencing His Victory Academy. There's a free version of it. You can go on there. I've got uh, I've got videos on there. I've I've done I think ten ten videos on um, thus far out of twenty four. I'm doing uh, f- uh, twenty four forgiveness myths busted. That's the name of the series because it just covers things like things that stand in the way of us forgiving people because we misunderstand what true forgiveness is. And then I have a series that I've started. I think I'm on number eight of this one. It says, Who You Are in Christ. You're a new creation in Christ. You're a child of God. You're a saint. You're a branch. You're a sheep. You're a a person with a new heart. All these are different titles, and I'm going to have probably 90 of those babies when I get done. But i got to just do them over time, obviously. But there's stuff that's in there, and I'm adding things constantly. And so if you're interested in any of this stuff, I just want to let you know it's there. Might as well. You know, there's over 500 pages of PDF material in there on these topics. So if you don't, don't go to the website and read through, go through the website, because I put them in PDF format by topic, and you can just download them for free and read and one of them's actually 156 pages long, Ungodly Beliefs, because I wrote a lot on that one. So anyway, just wanted to let you know about that. All right, let's have John Holter get up here. John Holter. Known this guy for a long time. He's wild and crazy, and he has some things the Lord's had him do over the years. So why don't you just give kind of an overview of what you've been doing and what you've actually accomplished and then what you're planning on doing this next week. Um, Well, um, a long time ago, the Lord asked me to pray over North Dakota. And uh, I uh, <clears throat> I know kids from all over the state, and uh, sure, I'll pray for North Dakota and any place in particular I'm supposed to go, you know. And and uh, so I got out a map, and it uh, seemed like the county lines was the place where I was supposed to go. <clears throat> so I got... Uh, big county maps and and uh, so I know where the county lines are almost across the state here <clears throat> and uh, so uh, that's what I'm doing is and I'm doing it to claim the state for North Dakota uh, for Christ and I uh, come against and do battle against Atheism, secular humanism, Masonism, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, uh, alcoholism, drug abuse, uh, 
homosexuality, uh, all those. And uh, then a couple of years back, uh, well, now that you've done all that, you should bless the land. And so then I started doing that. And, and then I guess kind of this morning, I was, we're all talking about expanding the pegs. I guess I was thinking, well, should I go into South Dakota? They're adjoining counties in <laughs> Montana. So that's, uh, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm doing. So. Where are you going this week? What's, what's up? Um, <clears throat> well, I'm planning on going to the southwest corner, Bowman, Hedinger, Adams County, um, Stark County, Billings County, Beach, mm -hmm. those areas there. So. Okay, wonderful. Well. All right. All right, that's pretty cool. He's uh, been doing this for quite a few years, and so that's great. So let's just come on up. We'll pray for John, and then we'll end our time together. And I just want to speak a blessing. May God bless you with eyes to see those who he wants to touch. May God bless you with a boldness to just ask the simple questions. May God touch our minds and help us to see new ways to just reach out for him. Amen. All right.